0: and go what's up fight fans welcome to another edition of split decision mma your weekly semi weekly during quarantine podcast covering all (laughs) things mixed martial arts Uh,
1: i mean when there's i don't know when there's nothing but what happened and what's happening next i mean you had things
0: you had things happening that's it you know we our lives come before mma right right right. (laughs) Uh, but we do try to cover everything that is in the world wide world of mixed martial arts. Uh, once a week, giving you the breakdown of fights, uh, upcoming fights, what's going on on the rumor mills, what's going on online. Uh, we are brought to you by my MMA News. They do this every single day, 24 hours a day. They are still doing this, knocking everything out of the park. Uh, they just brought on 30 new journalists. The last time I heard, they are still cranking these out. And as always, HealthLabs.com. HealthLabs.com allows you to get... Uh, blood work, if you're an MMA fighter, and so if you're heading out to Vegas, I believe you can still get these fights uh, in the UFC. You can go to healthlabs.com, code word MyMMA news, get yourself a 10% discount. Uh, they are also doing COVID antibody testing to find out if you have been exposed to COVID-19. Make sure you check those out. It's simple. It's 24 hours a day. Uh, you can go on there, fill out the form. They hook you up with 2,500 accredited labs across the United States. Uh, you go in and get your blood work. There's no insurance. There's no big paperwork. Uh, it's really simple, one flat rate. Make sure you check out healthlabs.com. Let's jump into some stories for the week. We have Usada has announced that an independent arbitrator has rendered a decision in the case of UFC flyweight Bruno Aronda da Silva in Brazil. Uh, he has got a two year in suspension of two years due to uh, a violation of the anti-doping policy. It says that he tested positive for Boldenun, which is, and it's metabolite, which has a bunch of numbers and letters that I'm not even going to try to put together as a sentence. Um, but they said it has been, cons- it's, it's at a level that's inconsistent with meat contamination. So uh, they're definitely putting this on him. He has a two year suspension. <laughs> I guess he tried to say, well, I had tainted meat. And they were like, nope, you have more than the amount that should be <laughs> found for tainted meat. Good try.
1: <laughs> no, That's was, that was a good one. That's a good one. But you, you should have
0: used the John Jones <clears> tick <throat> pills. You might have been yeah. able to get off a little bit better.
1: What um, had happened was I had stopped at a liquor store.
0: <laughs> uh, also, Rachel Ostevich, uh Berdon also has been suspended this time for one year. Uh, how those, however, she has received four months credit of sanction due to her time served. Um, this was due to a tested positive of Osterine. Uh, we've talked about that before as an anabolic agent and a hormone modulator. Um, they said she identified, no, 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 ch-
1: no chance it was sexually transmitted,
0: not a sexually transmitted, uh, PD, oh. oh. not a sexually transmitted PD. This though was <laughs> positive for a supplement.
1: That right. She
0: had, uh, and it was not listed on the supplement. So that's why she is given a one year suspension actually. And she's already spent four of those months on suspension. So we won't see it, Rachel it,
1: Ostevich for a little while. Yeah, It's in a lot of uh, aftermarket. Rich
0: Trius might be sad. I mean, I know he's got yeah. a, a beautiful lady that he's uh, with right now, but still, I know it's one of his, his fighters that he likes to watch.
1: He's probably grooming her to look like Ostevich.
0: <laughs> I could see it a little bit. I
1: could see it a little bit.
0: Um, only time will tell. <laughs> yep. It will uh, develop. It will. Some things take time, just like this next story. Some things take time. Chaz Skelly fought Bobby Moffat at UFC Fight Night 139, November 10th, 2018, two years ago in Denver, Colorado. Okay, At the time, referee Tim Mills called a stop to the contest at 243 of round two because he had thought that Moffitt had Chaz Skelly in a darts choke and was unconscious. So, There was ruled a technical submission Bobby Moffat got a a win in round two. However, by watching the video, uh, they did appeal this. They went further through two years later, the Colorado state athletic commission has decided that it will be changed to a no contest because you can decide. They found that he was not unconscious that the fight should have been able to go on That the referee, unfortunately made a mistake. So doesn't get the win but he doesn't get the loss. No contest Chess Kelly getting redemption 2 years later. That's a crazy story.
1: It is. I mean, so so what does that do for somebody who I mean, he's had a couple more fights since then, right?
0: Chess Kelly, I got to believe he has. Yeah, let's see if we can look up his record here. All right. While we have the Interwebs here in front of me. Chess Kelly, after coming off of that loss uh, he's had one more fight. He fought again okay. in 2019. He fought Jordan Griffin with a win. Bobby Moffitt, however, uh, after his win over... Chats, <laughs> Chad Skelly goes on to, to fight Bruce, Bryce Mitchell and Enrique Barzola and loses both of those fights uh, last year, March and August, for both of those. So he is now technically riding a two-fight skid and a no contest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Take your time. <laughs> maybe maybe things can turn around for you. I don't know. I don't know how many other appeals are out there uh, that are just sitting where they w- say they still haven't made a decision. Most of these I feel like we, heal pre- we hear about pretty quickly where they turn around and tell you either, no, it's not going to happen, we're not going to go with the appeals, or uh, there's nothing to even look at here. I've never heard of one taking this long, but that's pretty good Good, good for Chaskelly. I mean, hopefully this will start him up again.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, what do we got? We got Little Nog. Uh, is set to fight uh, Shogun Hua. Um, he's already fought him twice before, once at uh, Pride Critical Countdown back in 2005 and once at UFC 190 in 2015. He's lost both of those fights. Unanimous decision, even though one of them was probably fight of the night. I believe it actually won fight of the night. However, he's going to fight a third trilogy fight with Shogun at UFC on ESPN Plus 32, which is coming out of Fight Island July 25th. Um, and he says, win or lose, this will be his last fight. So little nog now his big brother, uh, has already retired. So now he is going to retire after this trilogy fight with Shogun.
1: Well, you think, think it's it's stay? you think he will stay? Well, I mean, I think I it's time. Know. I think it's, it's, it's time. Really, a lot it's of a little these, late. Guys, it's a little late actually. Yeah,
0: a lot of these pride guys, uh, they were in some brutal fights, uh, and they were fighting quite a minute, quite a few times a year. Uh, over in Pride with soccer kicks and knees to the head and these other rules that I actually enjoy, uh, <laughs> that we had over in, in MMA scene that was in Japan at the time back in the two thousand one ish to two thousand six ish um, timeframe. But yeah, a lot of these guys were in some wars, and uh, I think it's time is telling on their body. I think Shogun needs to retire, win or lose, on this fight as well. He's been around the sport. I understand he is still somewhat of a young guy but man he's been in some wars as well he's had constant knee surgeries so we'll see what comes out of that for Shogun and uh, little nog uh, and then we had the UFC 251 poster was dropped uh, it's very bright neon green and purple it reminds me of the 90s uh, with the color schemes that they got going on I don't know if you looked at it there going back uh, going
1: back to the olden days
0: It reminds me of some some 90s color schemes here. They're also saying uh, that they were going to indicate that UFC uh, 4, EA UFC 4, will be revealed during the pay-per-view at some point. I saw four covers, uh, one with Andesanya on it, one with Amanda Nunes, one with Jorge Mazdovall, and one with um, Khabib Nurmagomedov as the cover. And they're saying that this has caused some controversy about who should be on the cover. Uh, immediately, of course, uh, the interwebs went into overdrive, and we had all kinds of fake covers about e- UFC 4 uh, floating out there, which I thought was pretty funny. One with, uh, you know, you've got uh, Khabib in the bathtub, that picture that everyone puts around. I saw one with uh, Misha Tate in the little upskirt from when her nudes got leaked. I saw one with just Khabib on the front. Uh, I've seen... One with uh, C- Connor still on the front of it. I mean, it's it's people going going crazy with uh, the the photoshops that are out there. But I yeah, guess but we'll get it, to see yeah. who gets the official uh, cover. Who do you think should be on the cover of UFC four? In my opinion, out of everybody that's been listed that's out there, uh, Amanda Nunes, Nunes,
1: the goat. Yeah. I mean,
0: right? She's or the that... Nah, Nunes. Nunes. has a belt and has right. had it for a while. Not saying Gaethje doesn't have a belt. He does I just have don't. I just belt.
1: don't want to. I don't want a goocher You know. you don't want to be on the cover
0: yeah i feel like you get on the cover you lose or something happens to you right
1: yeah exactly
0: isn't that the cover curse like they did this in madden i'm pretty sure they did it in the ufc
1: right it was jones right jones no
0: i think at one point it was jones and he then he got busted right for steroids yeah Yeah. yeah. we had ronda she ended up losing
1: yeah you don't want to
0: be on the cover you don't want to be on the cover it's not a thing (laughs) Uh, And then the last little bit of news before we get into a recap and the story that's attached to the recap is that uh, something that we've covered on this show extensively before. I know we've talked about this because we are sticklers for this kind of thing and we just love to beat a dead horse. Uh, UFC rankings, the bullshit rankings that uh, go out there for these fighters that are put together by members of the media. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, we, we've talked over the years about how the the rankings panel didn't make sense, that half the guys don't even work for the publications that they uh, say they work for, half of them don't cover MMA anymore, and that they didn't seem very accredited uh, when it comes to who was making the rankings. Well, at the beginning of the year, we got some good news. Our friend, uh, Eric Kowal, out there at uh, My MMA News uh, and, a, and a few others got to be added to the rankings panel, and they said that they were going to basically try to uh, revitalize it. They were going to try to have legit rankings. Breathe kids,
1: some new life into, breathe into it. Breathe some new know? life
0: and correct the ship, right? Correct the course. And uh, they still didn't get rid of any of the, the idiots that were on it before, so it's not a complete clean slate, but you were hoping that the new guys would outweigh the bad guys and you'd be able to, like again, steer the course right, the
1: right way. Right, right.
0: Um, and then shortly after, I am pretty sure we've talked about this, uh, they said that it was very strange that they were getting basically cliff notes on how to vote that if this guy wins because of this, they should do this. And some of the voters took that verbatim and go, okay. And they just waited and they said, well, he won. So it says I should do this. And that's what they did.
1: If then this. Yeah. Other
0: voters such as Eric, you would actually watch the fights and pay attention and have a mind of his own and actually make votes that make sense. Um, I don't know who did the other. I'm not calling anybody out. Although I just know that those notes are out there. In the beginning, when we talked about this, I think... We were under the impression that maybe this was just temporary to kind of get people to understand how the rankings work for all these new ranking guys.
1: What, you know, what they would like to see. If, you what know, they would what like we, to see. What, yeah.
0: But apparently this happens every week and has continued to happen. They're still getting cliff notes. Um, now, at first, we were under the impression that these were coming from the UFC directly, which seemed very con- uh, conflict of interest. It uh, seemed very much that they were pushing what the UFC wanted. Uh, After reaching out to Eric and and talking with some of the the people there on the rankings, it actually is provided by Adept Mobile LLC. They are the ones, they are the company that run the ranking system for the UFC. So it's supposed to be a third-party system, a third-party company that the UFC has hired to reach out to the media, to reach out to the panelists, and connect them to. So... I don't know if you can necessarily blame the UFC. I don't know if it's adapt media that is sending the letters. Like somebody at adapt media writes it up and sends it. Or if the UFC sends it to adapt and then adapt sends it out so that they can use that curtain of uh, we're not actually involved. I mean, right. I don't,
1: right. We're not I'm the not, ones it's not us.
0: Yeah. Don't look at the guy behind the, the, the curtain over there. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not hundred percent sure where it happens, but it does happen. They do get cliff notes on how to vote. get Cliff Notes on how to vote. Um, So this happened. uh, And and then it blew up on Twitter this past week um, because there was a very strange uh, comment that got sent to the panelists. And it said something along the lines. Let's see if I can find the verbatim. Um, Please note, we had a panelist retire from the program this week which will account for some of the movement unrelated to
1: fights.
0: (laughs) So they're saying that movement unrelated to fights, why is anybody in the rankings moving if no one's voting? Even if a guy retires, so he gets less votes now, so you can shift the rankings at any time, what's the point? If you can move the rankings at any time that has nothing to do with fights. It changes the average. It completely changed the average, but this goes back to a lot of things that people were saying early on before the new rankings panel that that the old rankings panel had a problem with where the UFC was using tactics to remove or lower guys in rankings when it came down to contract negotiations. I mean, we know this happened before. We know that this happened to Nate Diaz. We know that this happened to –
1: well, they've completely, they completely removed people Cubs while Swanson, going into yeah, negotiation.
0: When they go into negotiation, they remove them from the rankings just so they can say, well, you're not worth the money you think you're worth because you're not even ranked. Right. And it's not us that does the rankings. It's this other panel, so they see that you're not ranked. You're not if, even a needle mover. You're not even a needle And if that <laughs> was the case, and this was put out there um, by a couple fighters, and we've, I mean, we've obviously talked about this before, uh, Gilbert Burns put out there. Look, Cejudo retired, and they immediately take him off the rankings. Right? I don't. I don't right. remember that. If you saw the minute Cejudo retired, the next day he got taken off the rankings, and that's immediately why they booked Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo for that title is because he was no longer at the top. But yet we still have Conor McGregor is still in the rankings, uh, in a division he no longer fights in. Right. So. Obviously, the UFC has something to do with who goes and who doesn't on the on the on the rankings there. Uh, so it's just very strange that that message came out and says, "Hey, uh, you know, don't worry uh, that that's, that there was movement. It's it, you should don't be concerned about the movement because uh, it was having to do with the guy retiring.
1: We're okay. We and we're retiring. Going on.
0: We're talking about a panelist, not right. a fighter." So a very strange uh, kind of situation that happened again. This isn't anything new. We talked about those notes. And then someone said, you know, I guess, again, it got on Twitter that, what do you mean the UFC sends cliff notes to the panelists, to the voters on how they should vote? And this caused uh, a little bit of a, an issue with uh, the fights that happened over the weekend where basically they were saying that uh, should Josh Emmett win, he will not move in the rankings. But if J- Shane Burgos does, he will move you know, exponentially, uh, which a lot of people had issue with because it's basically showing uh, Josh Emmett had a little biased against him. And it's something that he's talked about on Twitter and online that he feels the UFC is pushing him down. And right. that they wanted Burgos to be the top guy, and he was going to prove that he could win.
1: Right, so and if the rankings are truly independent, then why is it that it, the it, it's the UFC that he feels is pushing on him?
0: Exactly, exactly. Right. A lot of these, these fears that these fighters are talking about are seeming to come to fruition, and there's now proof. Uh, as far as I know, uh, Mr. Kowal there did release a picture of the the suggestions that he was getting from Adapt Media uh, and was told, hey, please don't do that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't release them." Now, he's not been removed from the ranking panel. He still is going to be voting. Yes. He was interviewed by a bunch of uh, MMA websites. I'm sure you can find some stories about this sort of situation out there. I know uh, Middle Easy picked it up real quick. Bloody Elbow picked it up real quick. MMA Fighting picked it up real quick. A lot of guys are wondering, well, what's going on here? Uh, what's going on with the rankings? Even though this is something that we've been talking about for a couple of years. In fact, we I even made it uh, something written up about this. Uh, I believe last year, and then it got put on Reddit at the beginning of the year, and it took off. I mean, people are finally figuring it out, I think, and, and starting to ask questions. But I'm wondering. Uh, At what point does the UFC step in again? I don't know.
1: They don't. I don't. (laughs) It's working for them. So until there's a true uproar, I mean, what happened over the what what happened with Eric and everything was is is good because then maybe more questions will start to be asked by more people.
0: I was told that they did kind of uh, the company, Adapt Media, did uh, inquire with him on what they what they inquired with him and other media members on what could be uh, implemented or changed to make the rankings better, to make them more legit, to make them – what would make these guys a little happier and uh, along those lines. Right. So hopefully hopefully they are going to make some changes here. We did have uh, UFC on ESPN 11, which is UFC on ESPN Blades versus Volkov, UFC Las Vegas, UFC the Apex Center. I don't even know what we're calling all these now. Um, Happen over last week uh, on the show we did not have – and you had uh, a little bit of controversy on the very first fight on the card. Austin Hubbard went up against Max uh, Roshkop uh, And in round, in between rounds, uh, you can hear uh, Roshkop talking, Max talking with his trainer, uh, uh, Robert Drysdale. And telling him, call the fight. He felt tired. He felt he was being outworked. He was getting dominated. He knew... He was done. Uh, he said he had a, a, an issue coming. He had a foot injury coming into the into the fight, and there was no way. After two rounds in between, he finally told his corner, just call the fight, call the fight, call the fight, call the fight. I'm not going to do it. Call the fight. Robert Drysdale, his coach, instead kept telling him, no, I'm not going to call the fight. You're doing fine. I need you to do this. No, I'm not calling the fight. You're fine. You're a champion. We got this. Basically, ignoring his fighters' pleas to call the fight. Um.
1: And everybody's hearing it.
0: Everybody's hearing it. Everybody's hearing it. And a lot of people put Robert Drysdale down and said that he was uh, not thinking about the safety of his fighter. Um, And there's other guys where he's saying, look, I, I just was trying to give him a mental push. I knew where he was at. I know it's tough. I know he may have been injured, but I know he could pull through and still win this fight. I know my fighter. I was not trying to get him injured. And then at the last second, uh, Max Rorschach did not get off the stool in, for the next round. He stayed on the stool. And at that point, the ref turned around and asked, do you want to continue? And Robert Drysdale, the coach, did say he does not want to continue. And then, of course, Max said, I am not going to continue. And they called the fight at that time. A lot of people are putting the blame on Robert Drysdale for not ever calling the fight. He did point out, if you do watch the entire clip, the last thing said in the clip is him saying he does not want to fight.
1: Right, right. So, um, I mean, he didn't let him get off the stool, but he was coaxing him to go into the next round.
0: Yeah, I feel like if Max would have stood up, Robert would have never said anything. He would have walked away. But the fact that the ref had to walk over and go, your guy's still sitting down, that's when he's like, well, shit. He's not getting up. <laughs> I might as well say what he the wants. Gig to is
1: the gig is yeah, up. The gig is up.
0: The gig is up, yeah. Uh, so that was the first fight on the card. Uh, Austin Hubbard getting the win with technical TKO uh, retirement over the second round. Uh, then you had Lauren Murphy gets the win over Roxanne Marofre, uh Justin James over Frank Camacho. Gillian Robertson over Courtney Casey. Mark Andrade uh, Baralt over Oscar Pinchota. Tish Torres gets the win over Brianna Van Buren. And Bobby Green over Clay Guida. Anything in those prelims that struck your fancy?
1: Uh Lauren Murphy just ragdolled Badaffrey. Yeah. I was a Ferry, or a however surprised. you pronounce her name now. And then Bobby Green. I was surprised that I was surprised that Bobby Green bested Guida, but because it early on it looked like Guida was gonna get him, but
0: yeah, Guida always looking like he is uh, just two rounds ahead of everybody.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Miller gets the win over Roosevelt Roberts. Uh, lots of talk about him getting into the uh, UFC Hall of Fame at some point. Helmon Mohammed Getting the win over Lyman, good Raquel Pennington gets the win over Marion Renu. Josh Emmett does get his win over Shane Burgos and Curtis Blades over Alexander Volkov. Uh, UFC President Dana White not impressed with Curtis Blades, um, just saying that he doesn't seem like he's the next guy. He's not the next uh, top heavyweight, so we'll see mean, where that mean,
1: People going. can have an off day, especially right? in this, especially in the situation that we're in. I mean, some yeah. people need a crowd. Some people need a drive.
0: Very true, very true. Uh, And then we have a uh, hell of a card coming up tomorrow. This is on ESPN, UFC on ESPN 12, UFC on ESPN Poirier versus Hooker, UFC on ESPN Vegas slash Apex Center. I don't know what we're calling these again. UFC
1: Las Vegas 4. Is that what it is?
0: Yeah. Or UFC
1: Vegas 4.
0: We did have a fight fallout today. Uh, Rahimenez uh, Brahamaj uh, was scheduled to face – Takashi Sato at this event, however, he had to pull out of the fight leading up to the event due to his cornerman tested positive for COVID nineteen. Jason Witt will be tabbed as a replacement to face Sato. So, on well, so the... if
1: your cornerman tests positive, you're out too, huh?
0: Yeah, because they have to train together, sleep together, oh, you know that uh... whole thing. You got to stay quarantined. You could you could have it because what's supposed to happen and the whole thing what they're doing with the fight island thing, which is it's pretty smart, is that they bring in you bring you in. Your team. You have to stay in your pod, basically. You only train with your cornermen. You only talk to your cornermen. You guys have the same room, all this kind of stuff. You don't get any, any other action with fighters until after your test results come back and it shows that you're negative.
1: Well, two, you got to have two negatives, right?
0: Right, two negatives. So they're not going to show up to the weigh-ins with, ah, we don't know yet. Uh, right. Instead, it's they show up that they are definitely negative. However, the cornerman test positive, so now you got to quarantine the other guy and anybody else that was in that pod basically with him. So in Fight Island, that's kind of what they're doing. Is they that's why they're saying they've set up an entire perimeter. You can't even get into the, the area that these guys are at. So that way that these guys can get out and about and kind of move around uh, and not be interrupted by other people walking around. Uh, so anyway, on your prelims, you got Jordan Griffin going against uh, Yusef Zalal, K Hansen against JU Frey. And Takashi Soto getting his new opponent with Jason Witt. Lewis Pena against Kama Worthy. Anything there that seems to stand out to you and which you want to take?
1: I like to watch J.U. Frey fight. She's a good fighter. I do yep. like, I do enjoy yep. watching
0: her. Um, let's see what got here. And then we got on your main card at a catchweight, Sean Woodson against Julian Anorosa. I'm um, trying to think why... Uh oh, give to a short notice. That's what we got. I was trying to figure out why it was gonna be here. Also, yeah, we didn't talk about this, but uh Sarah McMahon was supposed to be fighting Aspen Ladd on this card. Aspen Ladd has pulled out of her fight. She has a torn ACL and MCL.
1: I know she's we ta- plagued. She's plagued. She's got going. I mean she's fallen out of and again, I guess this is the first fight due to injury that she's missed. But <laughs> I, I mean, we first got the notification out of a lot of fights.
0: We first got the notification and it said injury. Both you and me were like, "Injury, right?" Injury, but right. yeah, she, ACL,
1: MCL, they go hand she, in hand.
0: Was she coming up in weight? Like, were we yeah. worried? Yeah. And then we found out, it, okay, it's an actual injury. All right, all right, yeah. all right, right. All right, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, and they are real. I'm not trying to be a dick, but right, right, just, your 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 record doesn't look good. Uh, Philip Linz. Oh, anyway, Sean Woodson against Juliana Rosa. Philip Lins going up against Tanner Boser. Gian Valante against Maurice Mo Green. Uh, Brendan Allen against Kyle Dukakis, uh, Dukas. Mike Perry against Mickey Gall. I'm excited for this fight. And Dustin Poirier against Dan Hooker in what could easily be fight of the night. I mean, this could be fight of the year. Uh, D- Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier is an amazing fight that I'm super excited for. Anybody jump off the page uh, besides that fight in which you are looking for?
1: Uh, not really jump off the page, but Mo Green. If Mo Green can pull off a a, a substantial quick win, mm-hmm. I, I think this would this would help jettison him up.
0: Uh, from what I've seen in the odds makers, he is a two to one favorite, but he's only a slight lead in picks around the web that I've been
1: able to find. Uh, that's that's what I mean. I mean he he it's got to be it's got to be decisive. It's got to be like in the first round, it's got to be a submission or a yeah. knockout.
0: Gian Vellante was one of these guys that had a high, high stake in the UFC, uh, but now he's 17-11 overall, 7-8. and eight. He has not had a winning record in the UFC, uh, but Mo Green, 8-4 and four overall, 3-2 and two in the UFC. Again, I see a slight uh, pick for him. He's a 2-1 to favorite. Uh, there are some uh, picks with uh, Vellante for the upset. That's, that's a tough one for sure. Yeah. Um, also, we have on this one, um, Brandon Allen is a huge favorite over Kyle Uh, Dukas. uh He is looking at like twelve and two, uh, hmm. as far as as far as picks that I've been able to see. And then you got Mickey Gall is a three to one favorite over Mike Perry.
1: Hmm.
0: Can you believe that?
1: That <laughs> well, or no, I don't know.
0: other other way around. Sorry, three to one favorite Mike Perry. Mike Perry is a three to one favorite over Mickey Gall. I mean, really. Yeah, he has a three to one favorite.
1: That's uh, why that's
0: why it was a little shocking to me, is is I read I read it backwards to you, but when I saw it, I was like, Wait, you yeah. y- y'all are gonna pick Mike. I'm not saying Mike Perry can't get it done. Mike Perry is is a tough guy. He's got a solid Yeah, but
1: Mickey Gall could come in there like a monster. He has the ability. He
0: has the ability. I think what people are are remembering is Mickey Gall's bad fights, the couple fights that he had that just didn't look right, especially that one against Diego. Uh, no, but he was partying it's clear that he was partying and not taking it seriously yeah. and then of course your um main event Poirier right now is a 2 to 1 favorite after losing his title bout to Khabib Nurmagomedov uh big big lead are you taking Dan Hooker in this one or are you taking Dustin Poirier I'm taking Hooker Hooker Yeah that's a good solid uh solid upset pick I think uh betting wise if you're wanting to bet an underdog with a more of a chance of winning, I would definitely take hooker. Uh, right. there was a couple fights over the last couple that I, I had talked to some guys uh, a couple friends of ours went to Reno uh, and they were down in the, and they went and placed a couple bets and they were like what are some solid ones what are, who's gonna win and I, I picked out a couple fights for them and they were like, yeah we won I'm like well they were also the betting favorites like if you <laughs> want, you're gonna win those fights you're not gonna win a lot but you're gonna win some money but if you're looking right. for an underdog, to make a big payday, I think Dan Hooker has the best chance out of everybody that's listed as an underdog in this card. Uh, oh, yeah. I still think I'm. There's I'm nothing take out
1: there. There's nothing out there like uh, Tate versus Holmes. Where
0: right, right, right.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I still think I'm going to be taking Dustin Poirier the favorite on this one, just because he has looked phenomenal uh, yeah. since his. Well, comeback. he
1: needs the win. His he needs one the stumble. win.
0: Yeah, his one stumble there uh, against Khabib to me is not anything that uh, he should
1: be knocked down about. We'll see. We'll see though, because Hooker Hooker to me seems really hungry. You don't think Poirier is? You think he's lost? No, 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 no. I I can't. I can't deny that Poirier is. But I mean, I don't know. I, I I think Hooker has more. I don't know. How would you say he's like? He, I don't. There's less expected of him, so. It's more drive, you know.
0: Let's see what he's got here. Let's look at records. Let's look at he is riding a three fight win streak, knockout over James Vick, Aliquenta, and Paul Felder. Knockout over Vick and then the decision wins over Felden and Aliquinta. He was on a quite a rise. Uh, sole loss since 2017 against Edson Barbosa. However, you got Dustin Poirier coming off of his single loss against Khabib, number one get off. Uh, Still, huge wins over Max Holloway, Eddie right. Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, yeah, Anthony yeah. Pettis,
1: Jim yeah, you Miller. Deny, you can't deny where Poirier's coming from, but I'm. That's
0: why I think I think he I'm is trying just, to
1: justify my upset pick. That's what I'm trying to justify.
0: I think he is definitely on a tear of the who's who of the division, and that's why I'm picking him. However, Dan Hooker, uh, he's got very great good wins over Ross Pearson, Jim Miller, Gilbert Burns, Pitt, I, again, Paul Felder. That last fight, I think he's definitely an underdog pick that is worth the money to throw down. Right. Uh, and when I say underdog picks, anytime you go to bet and you throw money in on underdog, expect to lose, but your payout will be good if they win.
1: Exactly. Uh, exactly.
0: and that's about it. That's this week. Uh, we will cover everything that comes to you next week. we will do some recaps. And then I got, I think we got fight Island coming up after that. Although we'll, we'll see what's going on because I think, I think the day our show is the day before 4th of July. I don't know what you're doing, but, uh, I'll try to get down here.
1: Yeah. Or maybe we could do it the second be the I'm, Thursday. I might be able to do that. Yeah,
0: we'll figure something out. We'll figure <laughs> we'll see something how it out. Goes. We'll see how it goes.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll record it the second, we'll put it out the third.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. There we uh, go. As always, we are brought to you by my MMA News. Remember, we do this once a week when we can. Uh, they do this 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year, covering everything mixed martial arts. That's MyMMANews.com, and also brought to you by HealthLabs.com. HealthLabs.com, bringing you fast and affordable uh, blood work test for MMA fighters, COVID-19 uh, testing for yourself. Make sure you check them out at healthlabs.com. Uh, keyword, My MMA News, I believe, still gets you that discount. Uh, and then, as always, I am here at Syncal Studios in Syncal Industries here in Modesto, California, for all your tattoo piercing. Uh, incense, smokable needs, I believe. I don't think they're doing tattoos and piercings right now because I don't think they're open. But I do know they're doing all their vinyl stickers. I know they're still doing body jewelry. I know they're still doing a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, And uh, yeah, that is it. Check them out. That is your week of MMA. You guys have a good night. We'll see you at the fights.
1: No, we're not seeing anybody at the fights. (laughs) Virtually. (laughs) Later.